It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in. Third and final hour of the program here on Wednesday. And room for you at 508-996-0500 if you want to call in. Also, app chat and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And we were talking earlier about the tornado yesterday that struck Mattapoisett. There was also, a, and that one was an EF1. There was also an EF0 that touched down in Barnstable yesterday. So two tornadoes within a, you know, 35, 40 mile radius of each other as the crow flies, uh, maybe even less as the crow flies. I haven't asked the crows exactly how far they fly, but the idea of having these increased tornado warnings means we need to pay increased attention to that possibility. And, you know, thankfully these were not, overly serious, but still enough to cause some some decent amount of damage. And Barry has an article that I shared, reshared on the WBSM Facebook page from a few weeks ago where he looks at the history of tornadoes in Massachusetts and that Massachusetts had the first recorded tornado in what became the United States. And that goes all the way back to July 15th, 1643. 1643. So going back three, almost 400 years, that's a pretty significant history of having tornadoes. So even though we don't have them very often, we have had them. Now, some think that what Governor John Winthrop reported in 1643 as a tornado might have actually been more likely a microburst, a downburst, but which is, you know, far more common in this area. But still, we've had them. We've had them going on for years. So it shouldn't be a surprise that when we have unsettled weather like we had yesterday, that we can have them pop up. I mentioned the water spouts that happened over Onset Bay. In recent years. Uh, I think it was two years ago that there was a tornado warning on the Cape. That extended out into Wareham. That I went down into the basement. Grabbed the dog, went down in the basement with my phone and my charger. And said, I don't know how long I'm going to be down here for. Hopefully not very long. And it was about, about an hour or so before they gave the all clear. But I was down there realizing, like, wait a minute, my TV to get all the updates is upstairs. So I was using my phone and watching Channel 5's news live on my phone. It was about 12, 12.30 in the morning. So that's the reality of the situation is that we are going to have more of those around here. So if you have been through a tornado, 
a significant one. Perhaps you've lived in other parts of the country and been involved in a significant one. Perhaps you were involved in the one yesterday in Mattapoisett. Give me a call, 508-996-0500. And again, I'm not trying to cause panic. And I don't think that the meteorologists are trying to cause panic either. I think it's exciting for them to report on impact weather events, as they call them. And there's, as I was saying in the last hour, there's a lot more tools at their disposal to report on those and and to share them with the public and to get it out there. So it's not just putting it on the television nightly news, but it's creating YouTube content. It's creating social media content. It's putting up articles on their websites. And with all of those avenues, it can feel like, oh, they're really trying to push, push this in front of our eyeballs. It's like the concept of the, you know, the French toast storm where we get reports of snow in the forecast and everybody runs out and buys up all the milk, bread, and eggs at the store. And then what happens? Well, storm wasn't really as bad as we thought it was. And so we've got a lot of eggs, milk, and bread left over. What are we going to do? I don't know. Make French toast. So that's why. Now, it's the French toast storm because you're buying the ingredients that make French toast, which I'm never going to complain about. I love French toast. It is infinitely better than pancakes and waffles. French toast is where it's at. But I also don't want to be overrun with it because I panic bought with a threat of snow coming up. And... I've also said to myself, if I ever couldn't get eggs, bread, or milk because of a storm and a shortage, I would just not have eggs, bread, or milk until I could get them. I don't, I don't know. I guess it's different if you have a house full of kids and you need those ingredients every day, but pretty sure I could go a, a, a week. Well, I haven't had, I haven't had bread in a while. I do eat eggs kind of often now because I'm supposed to have more protein. And milk I don't use anymore. So I'd, I'd, I'd be fine. As long as you have some food, you can get by. But that's, that's the prototype example of how this, this panic has been created about weather events. And I won't, I won't say panic because I don't think people panic, but they do, they do have a sense of uneasiness about it. Now, I have, I have been very guilty of running out to the store before a storm to buy up, you know, rock salt in fear that I won't be able to get it the day after a storm. And that, that does happen. Sometimes, you know, they, it does run out. But I don't think I've ever gone and panic bought a bunch of things at the store that I thought that, you know, the, the most I've ever been snowed in. And, and I didn't live through the blizzard of 78. Well, I, I technically did. I was a month old. But I didn't experience it like other people did. So maybe that's still fresh in a lot of people's minds. But I don't, I never think when a storm comes, wow, it could be a week before I can leave the house. Until 2015, I would have said, I don't, I don't think it'll be a week before the power gets turned on, but I went almost two weeks without electricity following the blizzards of that year. 
think it was 2015. But yeah, for two almost two weeks, I had to sleep in a family member's basement because I had no electricity, no heat. And you wouldn't think that that would happen in, in, in 2023 in New England where we have a power grid that we're trying to reinforce against these kind of things, but it does. Anyway, 508-996-0500. That's the number to call in and chime in. If you were involved in the storm, in the uh, tornado yesterday and you want to chime in, I would love to hear it. Tell us about the experience. Tell us how you made it through. I don't mean to be, you know, condescending about it. It was not a big deal, but the next one that comes through could be. Now, meteorologists and, and weather experts, I've seen articles where they've said, you know, we, we don't know if the conditions would ever be right here for a more significant tornado, for, a, for an F4 or an F5. But if you are the person who is involved in an F1 or an F2, and it's your home that gets destroyed or your property that gets damaged, it doesn't, doesn't matter. The same with a hurricane. And I don't like to tempt fate, but we've been pretty fortunate the last few years not to have any major hurricane issues. But you always have to say, well, and, and, and this isn't an accurate statement at all from a meteorological perspective to say, well, we're due for one. Like, who is due for a hurricane? What is the, what is the contract that we have with Mother Nature Give us 10 years without one, and then you can hit us with one. And then, you know, give us another five years, and then you can hit us with another one. Like, there's no, there's no being due for one. But you do get more apprehensive the longer it's been since you've had one because people forget how to prepare for one. And people forget how to deal with the after effects of one. The first one I remember as a kid was Hurricane Gloria, 1985. I lived in Plymouth at the time, and we, we had big sliding glass windows in our living room, sliding glass like doors that opened up to the backyard. And I watched my dad put X's on those with tape. And I said, what's that for? And he said, in case the windows blow in. And it boggled my mind that the wind could be that strong, that it would happen. And then when the storm came, he took us out, out front, out in front of the house and had us stand in the wind. But it was, it was not that bad. And I weighed 60 pounds, 70 pounds back then. I don't know how much a first grader weighs. 30 pounds, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't remember. But then just a couple of years ago, I was in a nor'easter on the Cape where I couldn't open the door of the car against the wind. So it's not a big jump from one to the other. And that's what New England weather is like. You know, you could have that, that mild storm that is a Hurricane Gloria. And you could have that major storm that is a Hurricane Bob. 508-996-0500. It'll be interesting, too, when 
You heard Adam report in the news that the beaches are closed in New Bedford because of the runoff, because of the flooding that happened as a result of, of the torrential downpours yesterday. Uh, Mayor Mitchell, when he comes in with Marcus and Chris on South Coast Now, I'm sure we'll want to talk about what happened and some of the damage and if there will be any lingering effects of it. Because that is one of the major jobs of being the mayor of the city of New Bedford is how to help the city through weather-related incidents. Things like, you know, when to close the, the hurricane barrier during hurricanes, although, you know, that's something that's done in discussion with others too. But, you know, looking at things like that, looking at when do we want to call in the plows? Will we have enough plowable snow? How can we better avoid the flooding that we saw in some of these streets yesterday? Because as, uh, as, this, as the year goes on, as we get into the fall months, if we were to have a storm like that in September or October where the trees are coming down and clogging up the storm drains, the, the leaves are clogging up the storm drains, that could have been far worse. So those are some of the things that when it comes to being the mayor, I am glad that it's not me that's in that job, having to do the, make those kind of decisions and play that game of, of prediction and as, as Mayor Mitchell has told us many times, they have multiple tools at their disposal for that, services that they sign up for, in addition to paying attention to the TV weather, although he says he doesn't always put much stock in, in that, and he gets more detailed reports from some of these services that they sign up for. But you basically have to gamble knowing that a portion of the population is not going to be happy. You decide not to spend the money because there's only two inches of snow on the ground. You can't plow two inches of snow. You need three inches and you don't spend the money. But then people go out and their road isn't clear and they blame you for it. It's, it's, not, it's not an enviable task. But I think he's handled that well in his time in office. And we'll find out exactly how they handled what happened yesterday. Because I don't know, you, I don't know that people were as prepared for what that storm was. As much as the meteorologists were sounding the bell about it, we kind of become desensitized to it. The more of these impact weather events they talk about that just turn out to be, oh, yeah, it rained. There was a thunderstorm. Not every one of them is going to develop tornadoes. But you can't become too desensitized to it because that's when you get caught off guard. 508-996-0500. Let's take a break and be back in a few moments. Jacket. 
I'll never forget the video for that song where the guy says, oh, where, where'd the music go? Oh, there it is. Because they, they they had a great video for that song where they went out and they played the song for people on the street and got their reaction to it and worked it into the video. Uh, anyway, so we got an app chat message uh, from Joe in Fairhaven. It says, one of the strongest F5s was in Western Massachusetts in the 1900s. And actually, even more significant than that, uh, you know, closer than that, in 1953 in Worcester, they had an F4 tornado. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's just something that we don't usually have the conditions to be able to get something that severe. So, but again, are you going to take that chance? Are you going to take that chance that on a day like yesterday and they say, warning, tornado warning, pay attention, you know, they don't know what you're going to get. They're not going to, they can't really predict how devastating it could be. So what might've been an F1 yesterday could be an F5 if the conditions are right. So you got to just, the, the point is here, take these warnings seriously as we are getting more and more of them. And I think part of it too is because now we get these alerts on our phones. We're more aware of the alerts than before. You know, the National Weather Service might have put them out before and people kind of ignored them. Or people might have not taken them very seriously. But now it comes on your phone and it makes a noise and it scares you and you say, oh, oh my gosh, there's a hurricane, a, a tornado, there's an earthquake, whatever it might be. And you say, well, you know, I'm going to pay attention now because your phone alert made you pay attention. Which is part of the reason why we have alerts on the WBSM app. Because when we will get those news stories out to you, we want you to know about them. We want you to be aware of them. And uh, you can sign up to get those alerts by downloading the WBSM app if you don't have it already. And what that will do is every time we put out important news stories, if we do send out an alert, it will let you know that it's there. And it's ready for you to read it. And that's how we can get all that information out to you uh, as quickly as possible and make sure that you have, that you are informed, educated, and you can pass that information on to your friends and neighbors. It's a great feature that I love about our app that other radio stations and news media outlets, they don't have that ability. You're not getting news alerts from from uh, some of the other local media, but you're getting them from us just like you might from the national entities because we are, even though we're talking about you and all the local things that matter, we're just as important and just as uh, viable as some of those national outlets, too. All right. Well, speaking of the news, it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. President Biden says that democracy won following Ohio voters rejecting a measure that would have made it harder to get abortion rights enshrined in the state constitution. Tuesday's special election had just one issue on that ballot. It would have required at least 60% of voters to pass any amendments to the state constitution rather than the simple majority. Uh, although, although issue one didn't specifically mention abortion, several Ohio Republican legislatures admitted it was an effort to undercut a separate ballot measure that aims to add abortion rights to the state's constitution. Biden said in a tweet that the measure was, quote, a blatant attempt to weaken voters' voices and further erode the system, the freedom of women to make their own health care decisions. Speaking of abortion, a coalition of reproductive rights groups are working to enshrine abortion rights in the Arizona state constitution. Organizers, including the ACLU of Arizona, Planned Parenthood, and Advocates of Arizona, are forming a new political action committee called Arizona for Abortion Access. They aim to get a constitutional amendment added to the November ballot, which, if passed, would add abortion rights to the state's constitution. COVID-19 hospitalizations are up for the second week in a row. Trey Thomas has more. 
According to the CDC, the number of people being hospitalized for the virus surged by more than 12 percent. But in nearly half of the U.S., the spike is much higher. Many states across the country saw more than a 20 percent increase. New Hampshire had the biggest in a single week at 96 percent, almost doubling the previous week's number. I'm Trey Thomas. The opening bell rings this morning on Wall Street after stocks closed lower on Tuesday. That came after credit rating agency Moody's downgraded America's banking sector. As a result, banks like M&T Bank and Pinnacle Financial fell sharply. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 158 points. The judge overseeing former President Trump's 2020 election interference case has scheduled a hearing for Friday in Washington, D.C. Brian Shook reports. It's likely to determine what rules should be imposed for the handling of evidence. The Justice Department recently filed for a protective order asking the judge to place some limits on Trump's speech about the case. Trump's lawyers responded this week claiming the order violates the First Amendment. Their request to delay the hearing until next week was denied. Friday's proceeding is set to begin at 10 a.m. Eastern and Trump is not required to attend. I'm Brian Shook. More Americans are dipping into their 401k accounts because of financial distress. That's according to Bank of America data. The numbers of those who did so during the second quarter spiked from the same time last year by 36%. And speaking of money, there's finally been a winner in the over 1.5 billion Mega Millions jackpot. The Mega Millions website says the winning ticket was sold in Florida. Two previous Powerpole jackpots are the only U.S. lottery wins ever to exceed the current Mega Millions sum. In sports, the Red Sox suffered a loss against the Kansas City Royals last night at Fenway Park. The score was 9-3. Their series continues tonight with the first pitch at 7-10 p.m. And the Patriots are getting ready to play in their first game of the, of the preseason. That's going to be against the Houston Texans tomorrow night, 7 o'clock at Gillette Stadium. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Well, today is going to be a quiet day for the area. We're going to be partly sunny and less humid as we head through the day. A little bit breezy with a high near 85 degrees. Overnight tonight, becoming partly cloudy, low of 62. And for Thursday, a mixture of some sunshine and some clouds throughout the day, becoming more humid as we head through the afternoon. And that afternoon thunderstorm is possible, high near 82. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. And it is currently 72 degrees right now. New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. You are listening to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Probably the only song that you'll hear that samples Andrew Dice Clay in it. 508-996-0500. Let's jump back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. 
Hi, Tim. Good morning. Good morning, Catherine. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? You doing all right? Oh, good. Before I get to my usual topic of late, um, I just wanted to uh, mention, uh, you know, uh, remembering quite well a couple of years ago going down into the basement uh, because of the tornado warning. It was it was very frightening. Um, we're not used to that, and uh, even if we are, I mean, that tornadoes are not very predictable, so... Um, my dog was down cellar for the first time, so he found it very interesting. But other than that, um, I wasn't too keen on it. <laughs> it was it was uh, scary. And and then you also realize, like, we don't really know how to prepare for those things. Like other other states where they have these more often, when you go into the basement, they've got all the supplies they need. We go down to our basement, we're like, oh, go- oh good, we have all the Christmas decorations here. That'll oh, yeah. help. That'll help. <laughs> And I, I wasn't my cat. Just uh, I couldn't catch him, and he <laughs> so he was left upstairs. But it's true. I mean, I have canned food downstairs, but that wouldn't have been so good. But uh, <laughs> that's true. Matter of fact, I had been offered a job once in uh, um, at Middle Tennessee State University, and there were issues with the job that I wasn't keen on and the salary, but. Also, uh, you know, I didn't, I mean, they have tornadoes there a lot, and and, uh, I wasn't keen on that either. So uh, I ended up at BCC, as you know, uh, Bristol Community College, and was happy about that for a number of reasons, including the unlikelihood of tornadoes around here. Far far less tornadoes in Fall River and New Bedford. Yeah, right. So anyway, so um, just wanted to talk with you a minute about that. Um, okay, back to the, uh, or on to the, um, the uh, business with uh, getting our question about term limits on the ballot. I'd like to simplify, if, if someone has not called the mayor's office or city council office yet, instead of an either-or proposition to ask them, I ask that they, if they would, limit it to calling and saying get the charter question, commit Charter Commission question on the ballot without delay. Um, it seems like that's the way it's going to go. Uh, <clears throat> and um, I spoke with uh, one of the city councilors yesterday, I don't want to name the person yet, um, who has said that, and I'll use the, the plural they, although it's grammatically incorrect, uh, I'm not going to use she, he, uh, to say that. Um, they will put on the agenda for next uh, thir- a week from Thursday's meeting of the city council um, a question about you know discussing this the charter uh, the charter commission getting it started. So people should go to that city council meeting on the seventeenth. <clears throat> Paul and I will be outside by quarter seven, and uh, the more people, the better. And um, as as people know. Uh, just, or if you didn't, people didn't, you cannot speak at the meetings, we cannot speak at the meetings. However, right. we carry, can carry signs. So I suggest something like uh, get the commission now without delay, something like that without delay, because uh, in talking yesterday afternoon with on Barry's show, um, it seems that he thinks that the city council is going to move the question um, and that it might try, somebody might try to bury it. So, you know, the question that's going to be proposed is should there be 
a charter commission to review the charter, which has not been reviewed since either 1938 or 1939, the city charter. So it's way overdue. Well, you know, there really is no need for discussion. I, I agree. I mean, I think if it if it hasn't been done and it should be done, let's try to get it done sooner, faster than later. Yeah, I and mean, this person doesn't want, isn't for term limits, but is for getting the charter reviewed, and uh, term limits could certainly be, and should be, and I hope will be, uh, one of the uh, things discussed. Um, so it's, this is a two-part thing. There has to be, there need, will there will be a charter commission? Should there be a charter commission? They'll be on the ballot. And also, people should start thinking about if they would like to be on the charter review commission. Um, and we can talk about that more in another call, if you like. But um, they can both be on the same ballot on this uh, November. And... Um, so it's a, a two-part process, um, two-election two cycle, we found out. We finally read the, we're able to read the, uh, the rules, the laws very, very carefully. Paul especially did it very well. Um, so there needs to be a charter commission formed, and there needs to be a charter review commission formed, and they can be on the same ballot. The city councilor I spoke with yesterday thought they couldn't, but I'm looking at a copy of the one from Newton, Massachusetts, and they're done at the same. They were done at the same time. So that would be done the first election cycle in November, <clears throat> and then the second election cycle, two years from November, we would be we people would be voting on recommendations that the Charter Commission makes. All right. Well, we will certainly keep up with all of that, and uh, and thank you for the information. And Mayor Mitchell will be on later. I'm sure you can call in and ask him. You know, if he plans on pushing this through. Well, I may try. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to. I've got an appointment at that time. I don't know if Paul will try, but I did call last week, and uh, I got quite cut off, quite not quite before I was finished talking, asking the mayor a question. So I don't know if I would anyway. Um, but if I well, somebody I, should call, I'll make I'll make a suggestion that when you call in during the the mayor segment on South Coast Now, and this goes for anybody, not just you, is be very direct with your question. If you if you start launching into a preamble to the question, Marcus is going to move you along because the phone lines are lit up with people that want to ask questions so yeah i was right at the end of my question but anyway i understand what you're saying okay all right you have a good day thanks tim bye and uh 508-996-0500 good morning you are next on wbsm i'll make it fast <laughs> um no i like Catherine. um i enjoy when she calls in um so when uh my 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 most craziest uh weather phenomenon i've ever been in was um, I've been in two sandstorms, um, and if you've ever been in a sandstorm, it's the wildest. Uh, you know, I to me, being from New England, you know, what I mean, I'm like you think you think a, a, a sandstorm, you're like, you know, where the hell are you going to get into a sandstorm? You know, and uh, when I was deployed to Afghanistan, it was over there, you know, and um, you know, I was just a kid. I was 18 years old, 19 years old, and. Um, I was standing on God, was sitting on God and up in the guard shack. And I'm like, looking out and I'm like, what the hell is that wall? It's just a wall, you know? And it, and it, it's just a dark, like a grayish red wall. And it's just slowly moving. Right. And all of a sudden, you, next thing you know, it's like right on top of you. And you're like, holy crap, you know, and throw on all your gear, you know, your, your goggles and you put your, your face mask, not your face, not an N95, by the way. We, we never even heard of those things up until COVID, but 
the you know we, we put our shirts over our faces and uh, you know just tried to endure it, but it was like unbelievable. I mean, it lasted for hours. I mean, wow, I wouldn't, hours. I wouldn't have thought it would be that. You know, I would have. I like I'm trying to think of the conditions that make it happen and how it could be sustainable for that amount of time. It's it's unbelievable when you get a chance, Tim. Just when you get a chance. I mean. Nobody really ever thinks about sandstorms. You really look at them at like the last time you ever. I mean, the last time when I was when I was a kid. You remember the movie The Mummy, right? Mm-hmm. With uh, with Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah. That was like when like the like I'm pretty sure there was a sandstorm in that movie, and uh, that was what I was like. I was like, holy crap, there's actually really like sandstorms, you know. But th- when I was when I was deployed, I was like, whoa, there actually really is sandstorms. Like you know what I mean? But um, you, you literally can't see nothing. You know, you can't see, like, you can't even see. You put your hand in front of your face, you can't even see it. It's it's wild. And um, those people are so used to it over there. You know what I mean? It happens every, you know, it happens two or three times a year where you get a really bad, bad sandstorm where it's, you know, it's like it's like a hurricane comes through, you know? And then you look, and then once it passes, I mean, the sand on everything is unbelievable. I mean, inches, inches are <laughs> of dust and sand, you know? It's, uh, it's wild. But um, yeah, that's 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 the biggest weather phenomenon I've ever been in, you know. Yeah, it sounds like but, something uh, I definitely don't want to uh, don't want to experience. I don't I don't well, even like sand in my shoes after going to the beach. I wouldn't yeah, want to have it. I know. Be surrounded I by know. it. I, hey, so it's funny you say that. I um, I got out of the shower last time. I went, my wife and kids went to the beach. You know, my wife's taking a few days off of work to spend with the kids before they go back to school, and um, she uh, <laughs> they go to the beach and. You know, when they go to the beach, they leave all their, their clothes and their sandals and their Crocs. They leave everything in the bathroom, and then, my you know, my wife or I usually pick them up, bring them downstairs, you know, wash everything off and everything. And um, I got out of the shower last night, and I stepped out of the shower, and I'm like, oh, my God. It's, I felt like I just stepped on the beach. I get that feeling. like, oh, I hate that feeling. <laughs> Stand on my feet. I'm like, oh, my God. But, yeah, no, that's <laughs> funny you said that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what, what do we got coming up? Uh Marcus and Chris, what are they going to be talking about? Well, they'll have the mayor on, right? Marcus, you get the mayor call- coming in? Yep, so they'll have the mayor for sure. Any, any, I'm, I'm sorry? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot to oh, Howie promote Carr. it. Yeah, Howie Carr right. at 10 that's o'clock, right. yeah. Right. I heard about that yesterday. I'm, I was surprised. I'm horrible at helping you promote things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> Howie, right, Carr, Howie Carr and the mayor in one show. That's amazing. That's crazy, yeah. All right. All right. Well, you have a good day. All right, see you guys. All right, I, uh, I got to take a break here. We'll be back in just a few moments. 508-996-0500. Colin and Chuck. decide whether to play Jungle Love or to play The Bird. Wanted to play a song by Morrissey in the time, but I couldn't play The Bird because that song's not for all the people, only for the sexy people. So I didn't know if, uh, you know, all of you qualified for that or not. So I played Jungle Love. It's more accessible to everybody. You get that joke if you know Morrissey's music. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. Nope. Okay. 
Well, if you want to call in, 508-996-0500 or hit us up on App Chat or the open line voicemails. Again, uh, if you didn't hear that in the last segment, uh, Chris and Marcus with South Coast Now, they're going to have Howie Carr coming up at 10, Mayor Mitchell coming up at 11. Howie's going to be talking about his new book, Paperboy, which is really, you know, it's kind of the story that we've wanted to know for a long time. Howie's written a lot of books about a lot of different topics, but he's a fascinating person and getting to find out his life story. And I mean, come on, when the mob wants to have you dead, <laughs> there's an interesting story behind that. That Howie kind of just glosses over when they mention it on the radio. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, Whitey Bulger and the mob, they wanted to kill me. But there's so much more into that story. So now you're going to finally get to read about that and you'll hear about some of that with Marcus and Chris coming up on South Coast Now when they welcome in Howie Carr at 10 o'clock. But of course, they'll have uh, a whole great program for three hours for you from 9 to 12. If you miss any part of any of our programs, whether it be this show, their show, Barry, Jess with South Coast Tonight, any of our weekend programming, you can get it all from the WBSM app from the WBSM website and from wherever you get your podcasts. We have all of our podcasts up there and available for you. Uh, thanks to uh, someone who let me know earlier that mine wasn't updating for the last couple of days, so I put in a ticket to have that done. But uh, you should be able to get it from Spotify and Apple Music and all those other places as well. Let's take a really quick call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How are you? It's good. How are you? Um, I know you were talking about the Blizzard of 78 mm-hmm. um, earlier. I was working at Star Store. I don't know if I had told you this before. I was working at Star Store, um, but my father was a manager, so I went in with him because um, the store, was, of course, was closed. But the alarm system wasn't working, so a few of us had to, had to go in there. And people were still calling to ask if we were open. And I was like, I was say, did you look out the window yet? <laughs> but uh, um, that was just crazy. I mean, it was just so, it was just ridiculous. And then... Um, then, during Hurricane Bob, I was working at High-Low Grocery Store down in the South End. It wasn't there that long. And um, so I was cashier there, and um, I didn't go in. Nobody went in. The manager called me up and says, how come you're not here? I said, because we're in the middle of a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he, he, you know, he says, well, I'm here by myself. If you don't come in, you're fired. I said, you don't have to fire me. I quit. And they, they ended up firing him for stealing from the store. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody yeah. was around. He thought he could get away with it. Well, no, no, no I know. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just making a joke. <laughs> I know. No, this is the money when it was open. He would fire all the frontline supervisors and blame them. But yeah, they get they get rid when, of him. So. When I worked uh, the diner that I worked at when I was younger, I, we were expected to go in no matter what. We did not close. Uh, if it was a blizzard, if it was a hurricane, no matter what, we had to be there because the people who were out working were going to come looking for food. And so my boss made us go in and we had to drive in treacherous situations and we would get stuck there. And it was it was horrible. But if you didn't go in, you were going to get fired. Is that awful? And I'd have to go in, you know, say it snowed, you know, a foot of snow overnight. I'd have to go in and clear all the snow so that people could get into the building. And I would be out there like shoveling snow as a guy would pull up and come in and he'd want his bacon and eggs and not going to wait for me to finish shoveling. So he'd shovel a little bit, have to stop, go in and cook, come back out, shovel more. Somebody else comes in. It was such a pain. And and of course, he wouldn't let me bring in a second person that could cover the grill while I shoveled. No, no, it's not busy enough for that. Were you related to him? Uh, No, but after a while, it started to feel like it because uh, he took advantage (laughs) of everybody like we were relatives. Well, that's what I mean. If you're related, I thought maybe... You did it as, you know, as something, 
You no, know, I just, I, I, didn't, I didn't know any better. Uh, I know, well. I worked there for 17 miserable years. I, I know where that diner is, yeah, because I used to go see my sister all the time down in him. So you, and, and you, you probably ran into Biff a few times, so you know what he was like. I don't know. I love I love him with all I loved him with all my heart. He passed away, but uh, uh, it was it was hard dealing with him on a daily basis. Any anyway, I gotta I gotta hold you there, Colleen. I got a break Alrighty. coming up. You have a good have day. Have a good one. You too. Bye. And uh, we will take that final break and be back in a few moments. All right, that'll do it for me. I'm out of time for today. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more with you. And uh, stay tuned to WBSM.com. I have a very interesting article that I'm working on related to our conversation yesterday about gas stations. It'll change your life. If you missed the conversation yesterday, you're going to want to read the article. It will change your life. If I had known this years ago, it would have saved me so much driving around at night looking for a gas station. So I will have that.